episode 116 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell. And Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And you can listen along on Spotify, on Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also watch the video version on YouTube too. And thank you as always to our amazing sponsors who are Vegan Accountants, Mindful Wealth, Mad Promotions and Matali and her team at The Vegan Publisher. And you're going to hear more from them later. And when you do... I say this every episode, but don't skip their adverts because all our sponsors, they are ethical, vegan-owned businesses just like you. And we use them ourselves at Vegan Business Tribe. And they work with many of our Vegan Business Tribe members too. So they come with the highest possible recommendations. So this week... I wanted to go right back to basics with some quick wins for your business today because I love it when we do a podcast and by the end, you've got something that you can take away and implement right away. So I'm going to share with you the three biggest pieces of advice that I've got for your business that you can do right now because When I'm doing one-to-one coaching with our Vegan Business Tribe members, these are the three actionable things that we usually find ourselves focusing on in that first session because they are what I like to call universal quick wins. There are things that I know after that call, that person, they can go and implement these things almost right away and it's going to have potentially a massive positive impact on their business. So no messing about this week. We're going to jump straight in because my number one tip that you can implement right now to improve your business is number one, put your prices up. Now I'm starting with my favorite one here because I guarantee that you are undercharging for what you do or make. Now, you probably already know that, but you just don't have the confidence to put your prices up. And you might start arguing that we're in a cost of living crisis or that the people that you sell to, they just don't have the money at the moment for you to charge more. Or maybe you think you haven't got enough experience or even the branding to sell what you do at a higher price. And I get all that. People say that you're too expensive, so you drop your prices to get around that objection. But having a low price, it's just the lazy sales approach. Because from experience, if somebody says that you are too expensive, then one of two things is happening. So either you're just selling to the wrong people or you're not successfully getting across what value the customer will get from what you're selling them. And there's a saying, boutique does not come at budget. 
So, if you're selling something which is bespoke and specialist, then you can't sell that with a low price tag. It's just not going to work as a business long term. Either you have to find a way to connect with the types of customers who value and can afford your bespoke and specialist product or service, or you've got to change what you sell to match your customer's budget, such as coming up with a a standardised product or service that you can sell at that lower price. Or you might be better just having a handful of customers, each paying, you know, maybe even several times as much as your current ones do, rather than having lots of customers all paying a much lower price. Because there is a customer for every price point. And I guarantee you that there are companies out there charging two, three, maybe even 10 times as much as you do for delivering pretty much the same thing. So go find those companies, study them, work out how they sell what they do compared to how you sell it. And you might actually find the only difference between what you do and what they do is the prices that you charge. Because remember, and this is really important, you can lose as many customers as you gain by having a low price. Because lots of people will just assume that that cheap low price, that equals low quality. But I do get it. Genuinely, I do. It takes a lot of confidence to put your prices up. But I will say that most of the companies that I've worked with, they've been able to put their prices up by just 10% without losing a single customer. But that 10% increase in revenue, that can make a huge difference to your profit margin. So I'm going to share with you a simple exercise that you can do to help you put your prices up, no matter what you do as a business. If you make a product or if you sell a service, just every time that you get a successful sale, put your prices up by 10% for the next one, okay? And do this until people start mentioning price as being a barrier when you're selling to them. Let me give you an example. So I ran a marketing agency for nearly 15 years and several years in, we knew we were too cheap, but there was just a lot of resistance internally about raising our prices. So every time we won a new contract, I just added 10% to the next quotes that we sent out. And then when we won the next contract, I put 10% on again on the next quote and so on and so on. And the idea was that I wanted to find the pricing ceiling. I wanted to find out just how much people would pay for our services without massively hiking our prices up. And three things happened. So first... I never actually found that pricing ceiling. Over two years, we went from our average project fee being about £3,500 to the last project that we did being over £70,000. All from just raising our prices by 10% every time we won a job. The second thing that happened... Because people were happily paying more, 
the team and myself, we became a lot more confident in what we were delivering, having that higher value. It became the normal to be charging tens of thousands of pounds for our work instead of a couple of thousands of pounds that we were charging before. We started to really see the value that we were delivering. And so our sales pitch, it just became a lot more confident. But the third thing that happened as a result of both of those things was that the kind of customers that we worked with changed as well. By quoting higher, we found that we started winning work from companies who were expecting to pay more. These companies, they were just looking for a company that could solve their problem. And so often, the price of that solution, that was actually very secondary to them. And if you're still going to argue with me about putting your prices up, well, have you noticed that everybody else's prices have gone up too? Your electricity bill has probably gone up this year. Your staff wages might have gone up. The cost of your materials, that's definitely gone up. What you're having to pay other suppliers, that's probably gone up this year too. Now, you're not supposed to just swallow those prices yourself, you know. <laughs> you know, do you think that if the price of a product that Tesco's or Walmart pays a supplier, if that price goes up, that those supermarkets may just think, oh, well, and, you know, leave the retail prices as they were? No. They pass those prices on to the customer. That's how business works. So you need to get yourself in the habit of doing the same. Okay, so putting your prices up, it's a great place to start. And you can literally do that today. If you are looking to get your business in the news or on the radio or interviewed on TV, then no one's going to get your company noticed like Karen Ridges and her team at Mad Promotions. And Karen, she's been at the forefront of the vegan media scene for the last 20 years. And Mad Promotions, they're also our media partners at Vegan Business Tribe. So if you've read about us in plant-based news or in Veg Economist, then that's probably because Karen got that story there. So if you are an ethical company or entrepreneur that wants more media coverage, and if you're a company that is looking to make a difference, then that's literally what Mad Promotion stands for. Karen, she's worked with the Ganuary, VegFest, and all the other big names. So Go find out more at mad-promotions.com. If you are a UK vegan business, wouldn't it be better to have an accountant that shares your ethics? Well, vegan accountants have got over 30 years of experience and they're a vegan-founded company. And just to add, they're also our accountants at Vegan Business Tribe because they just get us. They understand why we do what we do and they make sure that we're doing it in the most tax-efficient way possible. Keith and his team, they've been massive supporters of our mission at Vegan Business Tribe. So if you are an established UK business with a growth mindset and you want an accountant that is going to help you grow and shares your mission as well as saves you tax, then just go to veganaccountants.co.uk to find out more. So let's move on to tip number two, buy back your time. And I love this one. Now, 
you will have heard lots of productivity tips and, you know, ways to get more disciplined with your time. In fact, I think we've done a couple of podcasts ourselves talking about that too. But the real changes in your business, they come when you start to put a value on your time as the founder or a key person in your business. Because lack of time... That's often the main reason that people give me of why they're struggling to move their business forward. They think that the people who are successful, they maybe don't have a family that needs looking after like you do, or they don't have all the commitments that you have, or they've got this huge team that does all the work for them. And maybe they do, maybe they've got that team now, but that's not how they started out. They've got the same 24 hours a day that you do, but they just value their time differently to you. So the first thing we need to do is to get you into that same mindset because your time, it's got a price attached to it. So let me give you an example. One massive problem I've always had is that I've got a really diverse skill set. So I started off in web design back in the 90s. You know, I was creating websites before Google was even online. And then I went into marketing and then I went into business growth. And that means I can just do a lot of things myself. So on the creative side, I can still build websites. I can edit video. I can design eBooks, but I can also do cash forecasting. I can create marketing plans and do, you know, customer prospecting really well too. And the downside of that means that whenever there's something that needs doing in our business, my first reaction is to do it myself because I know I can do it and I know it's going to be done right. But that's the completely wrong way to look at it. I've got an hourly rate that I sell my time at. And more often than not, when I look at doing something in my business, I could get somebody else to do it for far less than I'd charge my own time at. So if you charge, say, £100 an hour for your time professionally, why would you spend half a day doing something that you could pay somebody else to do at half that cost and probably in half a time too? And maybe that they actually enjoy doing more than you do. And at the same time, doing that thing, that's stopping you from doing the really important work that you need to do to develop your business. So your accounts your social media posts, your email marketing, even making your product or delivering your service. There are other people out there that can do those things instead of you so that you can spend your time focusing on the things that truly only you can do in your business. And if you say, well, yeah, but somebody else just won't do this thing as good as I'll do it. And that's why I do it myself. Well, that's your problem, you control freak. Imagine a business where the founder starts out by saying that they're going to build this big, successful company, but they're going to do everything in that business themselves. 
They're going to make the product themselves. They're going to deliver the services themselves. They're going to do the sales and marketing themselves. They're going to respond to every single customer email that comes in themselves because no one else will be able to do it as well as they can. What do you think of the chances are of that company growing? Would you invest in that business? And if that company found itself struggling, which would be no surprise, could you quickly identify why that business wasn't growing? Of course you could. If your response to the idea of other people doing tasks in your business so that you can concentrate on moving the business forwards, if your opinion of that is, but they can't do it as good as I can, then you are the thing that is stopping your business from moving forwards. And if you can't get past that mindset, then to be honest, you might be better just going and getting a job doing that thing that you think nobody else can do as good as you instead of trying to build a business. Now, I might be being a little bit unfair or flippant there, but letting go and getting other people to do the tasks in the business that you are either over or under qualified to do, it's just really important. And it's not that they won't do those tasks as good as you do them. They just won't do them in the same way that you do them. And that's fine. If you can find someone to do a task to two-thirds of your standard as a founder, then that's perfect. Because it means that the job is getting done, it's removed from your to-do list, and you can spend your time elsewhere. Now, understand that this is going to be painful, especially at first. You know, trust me, the first virtual assistant you find, the first social media manager, the first video editor, you know, or the first person you bring in to deliver your services on your behalf, they're probably not going to be the right person. I've been through three editors now for this podcast and the first was a complete disaster i'll admit that the second they were great for us but we weren't great for them and the third they seem to be the perfect fit right now so you will go through the same process so ask people for recommendations and just be ready to kiss a few frogs before you find your outsourcing prints and yes it does mean that you're going to be looking at spending money. But this is what they call the buy-back cycle. The time you free up by getting somebody else to take a task off your hands, you then re-spend that time on the things that are going to make your business grow. So, It might be at the start, you don't have much of a budget for outsourcing and bringing people in. So find that one thing that's really going to make a difference to your time and your energy and start there. Is it getting somebody else to produce your social media content? Or is it actually finding someone else to make your product for you or deliver your service on your behalf so that you can concentrate maybe on making more sales? 
Do you want to speak at more events? Do you want to get invited onto podcasts like this one? Well, it's far easier to do that if you can say that you have written a book. So let me tell you about The Vegan Publisher. Their founder, Matali, she is a best-selling business author herself. And Matali and her team, they will lead you through that entire process of becoming a published author, transforming you into the thought leader of your industry. And writing a book, it isn't just a great marketing activity to get you more clients. Trust me, being a published author, it will open up doors to opportunities that you never even knew existed. So even if you think you don't have the time to write a book, or even if you don't know what you might write a book about, go take a look at theveganpublisher.com find out more. Did you know that in the UK alone, there is currently around £3 trillion invested in pensions? And much of that money, it's helping to fund harmful industries like tobacco, fossil fuels, gambling, and animal agriculture. So if instead you want to put your money where your heart is, then Jay Street is the founder of Mindful Wealth, our UK-based independent and vegan financial advisor here at Vegan Business Tribe. And because they are truly independent, they're not restricted to any specific investment range, so they can find the best option that works for you both financially and ethically. Although do note that the value of your investments, it can go down as well as up. But you don't need to have a lot of money invested to make a difference. If you want to talk about your financial planning, whether you're just starting your journey or you need a little guidance on how to create and maintain good habits, then book a free discovery call with Jay by heading to mindfulwealth.uk. Okay, so we've put up your prices, we've bought back your time, and you're already looking like a far better business for those two things. So let's bring all that together with number three, find mentors. Now, one of the first things that I ask in our very first meeting when somebody is going through our one-to-one coaching program with me is, who do we need to get to know? So many successful business people that I know, in part, they attribute that success to somebody else, somebody they met, somebody who opened a door for them, somebody who mentored them, or even just somebody who gave them a single great piece of advice that made everything fall into place. And you might have heard me say this before, but in business... There is no need to reinvent the wheel. If you've got a problem in your business, then other people, they will have already worked out how to overcome that problem. If you don't know how to break into a new marketplace or how to launch your own membership or how to build a YouTube following, there are other people who have already done it and they can show you how. So, If you're struggling to do anything in your business, go find somebody who's already done it and ask them for half an hour of their time. If you spend 
even just quarter of an hour with somebody who's already walked the path that you're on. They're going to be able to show you all the shortcuts and warn you about those dead ends and pitfalls. And the great thing is, if you can find somebody who shares your vegan goals and ethics, then there's a chance that they're going to respond to you when nobody else can get through to them. So with Vegan Business Tribe, I've been able to set up calls and get responses from people that normally you just wouldn't be able to get on the phone. People who are running multi-million pound companies or have got huge media followings. I've got a response from them just because we both happen to be vegan. So there is a good chance that you'll be able to do the same. So find the people in your industry who have already done what you're trying to do and see if they'll engage with you. Go to the events that they go to. Work out how to get into the same room as them so that you can start a conversation. And one trick that I've often used is going to see somebody speak at an event and then straight away sending them a LinkedIn request or a Twitter follow just straight after their slot, saying that I'm connecting on the back of their excellent talk that I've just been in the audience for at such and such event. And more often than not, they will accept the request and send me a, a short thank you back. And that's the start of the conversation with them. And if you want to be just a little bit sneaky, then the same strategy that also works even if you didn't actually get to see them talk. So work out who can give you a leg up in your industry, who can give you some really valuable advice or just some motivation. And then once you've identified those people, work out how to get them into a conversation or seek out a formal mentor. Find somebody who you just connect with that's got that relevant experience and is going to both give you advice but hold you accountable too. And that's why we offer one-to-one -one coaching as a bolt-on for Vegan Business Tribe members because I know there is a section of our membership who are really pushing their businesses at the moment and they know that it's worth their time to be able to jump on a call with me when they need to make a decision or just to have somebody looking over their shoulder who's already built their own businesses and seeking the mentorship of others it genuinely moves you ahead so much quicker than just trying to work it all out yourself i mean if you were going to build a house would you just head out with a few planks of wood and a wheelbarrow and think that maybe you'll just you know work it out as you go along or if you were serious about doing it would you maybe seek the advice from your neighbour who all has already built their house and is happy to show you how they did it? Okay, so that is the three things that I want you to go and now implement in your business right now. And like I said, it's three of the things that I find make the biggest initial impact in the business. They are universal quick wins. But let's just have a bullet point recap just to remind you of what those things are. So, number one, put your prices up. 
boutique does not come at budget. If you are selling something which is bespoke and specialist, then you can't sell that with a low price tag. So start by just putting 10% on your prices. And then every time you win a new customer, put another 10% on your next quote just to find out where your pricing ceiling is. And you might end up finding, like I did, that by doing this, you actually end up selling to a completely different marketplace because you will undoubtedly lose as many customers as you win by having a low price because many would just assume that cheap equals low quality. Number two, buy back your time. And I get it. You think that nobody will be able to do what you do to your standards. And that's fine. If you can pay somebody to take over a task that is stopping you spending your time elsewhere and they can do that task to two-thirds of your standard, then that's great. The job is getting done. It's taken off your plate and you can concentrate on the things that are more worthy of your time. And be open to what those tasks might be that you need to pass on. It might be the admin stuff that you hate doing, but it could also be making your product or delivering the service on your behalf, if that's what's going to free up your time to grow the business. And three... Find mentors. You do not need to reinvent the wheel here. Let others show you the shortcuts and warn you of the pitfalls. Find out how to get in the same room as these people. What events are they going to? Who can introduce you to them? And if you can find somebody who's done what you're trying to do and they're also vegan, then there is a massive chance that you'll be able to get through to them when others can't. Or consider actually taking on a formal mentor, somebody who's got the experience but will also hold you accountable through regular meetings and sessions too. And if you're wondering where you might find somebody like that, then I'll just, you know, casually drop a mention about our one-to-one coaching that we do at Vegan Business Tribe too. And if you, seriously, if you do want to know more about that, just send me an email on hello at vegan veganbusinesstribe.com with one-to-one coaching in the title. And that is it. So this has been one of my favorite kinds of podcasts because hopefully it's given you some really hands-on advice and ideas. But if you're not already a paying member of Vegan Business Tribe, just do come and engage with us. It's only £18.99 a month right now. And your first month at the moment, it's completely free. Because me putting out this podcast every week, I don't just do it for the good of my own health, you know. I do it because this is my activism. Helping vegan businesses succeed is how I help move the vegan cause forward. So do drop me an email on hello at veganbusinesstribe.com or go check out the website at veganbusinesstribe.com to see everything that you get as a member and how to join just the most amazing, supportive and just helpful vegan business community you can ever imagine. So thank you 
so much for your time today. Please do take what you have learned and go implement it right away. And then drop me a message when you have. And I'll see you on the next one. <laughs> <laughs>